0: Hey, this
1: is Colin Cadet.
2: And Alexa Claire.
0: Sky Blanks, and you're listening to the 2721 Club. Sorry.
1: Damn, the feds already (laughs) trying to stop. They heard it. They're like, oh, it's some black.
2: (laughs) So today we're talking about giving yourself grace. Not being so hard on yourself, giving yourself time to heal, and the difference between healing publicly and healing privately, and just how much that changes the healing process.
1: Wow, you know, that's wild because it's like hearing you say the whole top, like the whole topic. I was like, whoa, I really connect with that. <laughs> like as you were saying it. I was like, whoa! Like, I ne- i should be talking about this.
0: <laughs> like,
2: well, we get to, so let's do it, bro. Like, yeah. let's think about like, what's a moment I can I can really get into this? But a moment for me that came up recently about the like at least understanding the difference between healing publicly and healing privately is that healing publicly requires so much more trust in yourself and so much in it in it because it's so much more dependent on your ecosystem that you're in, that you're healing in. Right. So I can talk about how
1: that's interesting.
2: You know what I'm saying? So recently I had to stay with my cousins because some stuff just went down at home and I was still healing through that. And I'm typically used to healing privately. I'm by myself. I can journal. I can talk with my friends. What do I have to do It's on my own terms? Privately healing is healing on your own terms. That's how I like to define it. We can define it however you'd like to um, in your respective anecdotes. But for me, that's how I like to think about it. And when I was with my cousins, I love them dearly and they love me as well. And I know they want the best for me, but healing in public and feeling that or perceiving judgment when there, even, when there was none, but perceiving judgment in that moment made mm. me feel like I was watching this scar heal. And it wasn't healing because I was watching it. And nothing ever heals when you're watching it, right? Like it takes so much longer. That's how I felt with my pain. Because it was emotional. So it's already going to be longer because it's internal. It's not external. So it's already going to take longer. But then it was twice as long because here I am doing it in an ecosystem that was not my own. An ecosystem that was not on my own terms. And then an ecosystem that I did not feel that I had any power within. That's not my home. I don't own that house. I don't own that land. They're doing me the favor of letting me stay with them. I feel... Like I need to be like whatever they need me to be in the moment, even though they never asked that of me. That's just how I felt. So having to heal yeah, in public I'm in that sure. way took so much longer because here I am like, God, I'm, I know I'm not my best. They usually see me at my best. We're at the family reunions. I'm partying, I'm doing my thing. You know, yeah. I'm dancing every time. Got a smile on my face. Alexa, the Alexa that everybody knows. But Alexa that yeah, is healing kidding. is not Alexa that everybody knows. Spitting, and it's huh? a very humbling experience To have to heal in public because I had to really come to turn to myself and just be like, wait a minute, Alexa, you're gonna need help. You're gonna need help. And that's when I got therapy. Can I say more Black people need to get into therapy? Like therapy saved my life, guys. It absolutely saved me.
1: Yeah. um, I, you know, thank you for sharing that. Um, And I agree. Therapy has been very, it's tremendously (laughs) helpful for me. Um, And I do think that, like, you know, everybody should be in therapy. I feel like, you know, the same way that we go to the gym to take care of our bodies. And there's like a whole, you know, culture surrounding that um, in certain circles. And it's just like perceived. It's funny that there's like not a stigma. Like it's actually like, oh, this is the right thing to do. Like, you know, like we attach value to people like, oh, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like one of those socially rewarded things where it's like, oh, like you're like, I don't know how to describe this, but it's like, I don't know, like you're doing the right thing as a person cause you're going to the gym how does the how is the opposite the case when you're like going to therapy like how isn't that doing the right like i don't know i, I feel like why why is there a socially like where there's social rewards and there's like a value and, there, and there's like there's these notions of like oh this is a a well-adjusted person this guy works out you know this guy eats well but like what if he doesn't take care of his thinking you know what if he's actually like not you know healed and, and and it's through through his unhealedness is projecting and, and, and actually isn't a
0: good person but at least he has a nice body I, don't know. <laughs> I think it's oh, yeah i think it's a symptom that that people see mental health as a necessity to treat something they see that there's a problem already occurring and you need to treat it so yeah. you're like going to the doctor to treat the flu uh, which they don't see it as like in the gym where you exercise your muscles to get stronger and become a better person they don't see it mentally that's the talking about your problems and talking to therapy and going to therapy actually is like another exercise it's another way to improve yourself and make yourself that healthy you know muscular person and so there's that perception where it's, you're, you're treating someone as already sick and they see mental illness and that, even that word mental illness is seen as, oh, you're only going to therapy for mental illness. Mm-hmm. No, you're going to talk about your problems to prevent you know mental illness. Like you go to the gym to work out, so you don't have The reality diabetes. is like,
1: yeah, and, and not to interrupt you because I 100% agree with you, but everybody suffers from, men- like we all are mentally ill. And this is something that I've learned is that there's like a collective <laughs> human sort of flaw, psychologically. And the you know, collective human condition is such that we lend ourselves to some of the same general things. Um and, you know, we elude ourselves into thinking <laughs> that there are some people who have issues when, you know, it's literally everybody. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that's part of the most humbling thing, and that's when you really start to like um transcend. Like I think I think like from a lot of this requires an observation of ego and actually, that's one thing that I was interested by because, um, and I wanted to transition some of my thinking to what Alexa was talking about, which is this, you know, notion um, of public healing versus private healing and the wound, observing the wound while you are trying to heal from the wound and like yeah. you talked about how you felt that would be make it difficult to heal from the wound but actually I think that's necessary. I think it's impossible to heal from the wound unless you can observe it first, and that's just my experience. And, and I, I wanted to, I wanted to to say from a standpoint of just these, I am expressing my, how I experience things. I don't, I'm not firmly attached to anything. It's just to say that like when I've learned my own healing and 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 you know mindfulness and teaches you that like you know, and that's something I have to work on. Is like before you can get anywhere, you just have to observe it. Like don't, you don't have to act on it. You don't have to judge it. You don't have to follow it. Just look at it. And you don't you don't have to get wrapped up in it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it depends and- on
2: who's, in, who's observing though. I don't want to interrupt you, but it's about like who's, there's a difference. So I have to think of it this like this. So you are, say you're in a museum, right? And you're the only one in this particular room looking at a particular painting. You're the only one looking at it and you are making your own observations. Based on what you think of it oh this is nice This is not nice whatever and then like a crowd of tourists comes in and starts looking at the same painting and starts having very different and very opposing observations to your own yeah. and now your observations are being tainted by their you
1: know, this is so powerful because this is what i was dealing with today you know what
2: you know what i'm saying so like when you are healing publicly you are dealing with the observations of others that you are not accustomed to mingling and mixing up your own observations of yourself. So it's not the same. I, I very much feel that, but I did want to also get back to what you were saying because what you said something about something about ego. What did you say about ego? That really hit a chord with me.
1: Um
2: like you have to check your you ego about, to feel something oh yeah, like that. You
1: have to yeah, okay. I, I could get hundred like, no, percent i here you like I've been sort of trying to meet like but I I can try to say what I'm really okay. There Does is a collective human me? condition, and what we understand as sin is really just sort of like the collective psychological flaws that we all deal with. The problem of the mind starts really rearing its head when the mind is is the master and not the servant. For most of humanity, the mind is the, is the master. That's the truth. Humans have been in the state of ego for hundreds of years, but the natural state and, and what we understand as returning to God is actually moving beyond the ego. Um, You can't experience God with ego, you know, Um, and when we start talking about healing publicly versus privately, I think healing is necessarily an internal journey and not an external journey. The egoic mind ascertains power from the external world, which makes it necessarily um, uh, basically impermanent. Mm. The external world will obviously always change. So if you're always basing your ability to feel comfortable and feel like yourself based off of what the external world brings you, you always will feel uncomfortable, which is the constant state of most humans. It's just constant fear, constant unease, because you're defining yourself from the wrong things. You Mm -hmm. have to start here first. That's sort of what I think about when it comes to like public versus private healing. Healing is to me, you know, Necessarily private, but sometimes um, it it becomes public. And and I think about this with regards to just like this is me thinking about today. I've been doing a lot of personal healing work. You know, I was sitting yesterday. I went out into the you know wilderness. I spent a lot of time in nature, and I was reading Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now. And, you know, I'm sitting out. It's beautiful. I, I go going to like, when it was happening, I felt weird. I was like, man, I don't know this place. Like, just like you know, I'm a black man. Like, I'm in like some random place in Georgia type shit. I'm, like, I'm from Georgia. It's just like, man, this is like Roswell, some random park. Like, I'm seeing like deer grazing, like something that like <laughs> felt uncomfortable, like became really beautiful. I was like, whoa, this is dope. I was like on a bench. I started reading and I was like, whoa. And like, I really connected to the words and like started feeling my being. And I was like, wha- I, I don't know, a lot just hit for me yesterday. So then I came into work this morning and I like saw all my friends. And the challenging thing was I learned all this stuff about transcending ego, but I'm learning that like, just as like mind is not necessarily wrong, it just can become problematic if it's like in charge. The same Mm -hmm. is the true of ego. Ego has a purpose. It's just, you cannot identify with ego because if you identify with ego, you're identifying with something that's, that's literally impermanent. Like it literally has, it's always trying to find a new thing to, have form and it's always going to not be, you know, sustaining itself, which means that you're going to be in a constant state of unrest and fear. So it's just the knowledge of like, you know, for me, how do I like engage a situation that feels like I'm myself, you know what I'm saying? But um, I'm not identifying with my ego per se. How do I have self-esteem, but I don't have, but it's not drawn from ego. You know what I'm saying? It's another book that I'm reading. Um, but I don't want to get distracted. The reason why I brought this anecdote up with talking to my friend is because I did all this, you know, th- this this connecting with myself yesterday, based off of transcendence of ego. But then felt like in order to participate with my friends, I had to participate from a place of ego. And when I mean ego, I don't mean oh, like you know, this colloquial ego of like this guy has a big ego. But this notion of ego from a more of a, you know, if you think about it psychologically, ego is sort of like the the face you put on to meet others, to meet the world, right? So when you start thinking about public healing. What does public mean? Public means, okay, how I meet others, which means that, it, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's almost like, um, how do I heal while still participating in ego?
2: Can I Can I just, I just wanna say something really quick. So what you just said really hit a, another chord. Get another chord, right? Um, how you just said that ego is you meeting others, right? It's that face that you put on when you meet others. So I think that then what we were getting at with the difference between healing in private and healing in public is that with healing in public, we are now wrestling with yep. having, yeah. we need assistance with this ego, right? When we're going, when we're still healing, when we're in pain, we need assistance with this ego to put it down so that we can heal. And it's hard to put down ego when you're used to putting it on when you are in a public space. So like going back to what I was talking about, even like with my just keeping, you know, staying with the same examples, like staying with my cousins, I was wrestling with putting my ego down because I felt that I had to leave it up because these people only knew that version of myself, the version of myself with the ego up. So ego down, Alexa, will that be acceptable? Man, I've been really dealing with that, man. You know, like, will I'm that really be acceptable? And so that's what I mean. Like that. we talked about originally, how well, this podcast, <laughs> How uh, this episode was gonna be about um, uh, having grace for yourself during these moments of healing, and so I just googled grace and to, to get the definition of what grace means exactly. I got it from Merriam-Webster. Whatever it says, <laughs> grace is unmerited divine assistance given wow. to for their regeneration or sanctification.
1: Whoa! Yeah. That's divine really
2: assistance. You need that assistance. To put wow, down that ego, wow, 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 wow. Like wow That was such a heal. That was beautiful.
1: That was beautiful because Tell you know what that gave me? Tell me. It gave me humility. Yes. And because you necessarily need humility in order to access God. But what we're really saying. Is that like its transcendence of ego? That's when you can experience grace, and that's, that's when right. you can experience self grace because you're not viewing yourself from a from a place of ego. You're not that's viewing right. yourself from the like construction of yourself in the mind, but you actually surrender to the construction. Like you surrender your construction of yourself and accept and have humility to. Do you see what I'm saying? Like yes. that's the only way to truly experience something beyond you is when you recognize that the thing that you made up about yourself isn't actually real. You just made it up, and then what is real comes into play, which is God. You're in
2: survival mode. During that, think keep keep in mind there's so much going on when you feel that you are in a space of needing to heal because you feel that you have been harmed. So when you feel that you have been harmed, you are going to survival mode in some capacity. I, and when you're I, in survival mode, you're all over the place. So having that and plus having to wrestle with this new version of yourself that you are now recognizing in a place of, 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 of a public place that you've never been in before when you're healing, that's a lot going on for someone.
1: And I, you know no matter I how I, many
2: I, times I, you've had I, to I, face that.
1: You know, what I think it's interesting. And I, I, I agree with you about the survival mode thought. Um, and you know, that's why I think the, you know, the state of ego we've been in for years as humanity has been such that it's been so destructive you are destructive you don't think with you know anyways i think that humans all i feel like all humans are healing i don't think there's not one human who is healing who is unless not. you're like enlightened you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying but Do like even, even as an enlightened human you know you um recognize that collective humanity is is healing so like The funny thing is, even if I'm saying an enlightened human is healing, that enlightened human wouldn't identify with himself as an individual or herself. That enlightened human would identify with themselves. Um, First and foremost, they wouldn't really identify with much. But if you ask them who they were, they wouldn't tell you what most of us would say, which is like our personal history, you know, our ego things, right? Like things we've went through. They'd say, you know, I am everything. I am, you know, all that is. That's how Jesus spoke of himself. Um, And in that sense, um, when you speak to this individual who does not identify themselves from how we egoically identify themselves, they would have more of a collective uh, understanding of themselves as connected to all things and recognize that all things are in a state of um, really like, actually, that's probably something interesting. What is healing? And healing is not this notion that there's something wrong with you, that you're broken. Self-discovery is not self-discovery. You're not looking for something. You didn't lose anything. It's more about letting go of the things that kept you from yourself. You're already here. So it's like the notion that all humans are, you know, there's there's a majority of humans that are in a state of illusion about who they are. And healing is letting go of this illusion of who you are and connecting to who you've always been and that's what i think you know is sorry but yeah
0: no i wanted to add that you know i think a big misconception of like healing it's that oh it's just repairing to go back to this original state but really it's progression you have to heal in order to progress because even thinking about back to the the muscular and exercise um uh, metaphor is that when you work out you're tearing your muscles And, and when you want them to get bigger, you know, they repair and grow stronger to handle that, that weight and handle that problem. Um, And that's what healing does is you're able to handle that situation that caused you pain before. Um, And I think that's very important. And it is a question is like, you know, when you think about it, when you go to the gym, right? Like. You can only do so much with your own motivation of like how you are, you know, strict and, and, um, you know, deliberate about how you are disciplined about your workout. But when you have a partner or someone that helps you in the gym, it motivates you to go further and motivates you to look up more. And I think that's the same thing with healing is that you need someone else to talk to and someone to be vulnerable with and someone that will push you to, um, heal stronger and better, um, and not just stay complacent. I think a lot of people end up in this place, like we said, healing publicly. Is that they are in the survival mode, just kind of like, I don't want to, they fall into the ego trap of, I don't want to change anything. I don't want to be vulnerable or seen as vulnerable. So I'll stay the same way, afraid to take risk, afraid to go lift that heavier weight or take on that burden um, and it leaves them stagnant. And so I think that you can really, you know, draw similarities to just the way your body works out and as well as your mind um, and I, I think that you do, it's, you will heal faster with people um, that you trust. And I think you see yeah. all those circles of people, what they say, the five people you spend most time with is the people that you emulate. And yeah. those people most likely have dealt with those issues or that weight before and can help guide you through it. Um, and so, yeah, good. going back to Lex's point, like, you know, talking to a therapist, talking to your friends or someone that you trust is important, especially in healing publicly. you would be able to recognize that you're not know, like ego take over, um, and be able to, um, recognize that this is progression you know this pain is temporary um i will be stronger and i will be able to take on more later um mm. i always say you need the ups and downs uh, in order to enjoy the highs um yeah. you need to be at your lowest in order to go up yeah. because if you stay stagnant you know i Alexa, you shared that that podcast with me uh about you know just kind of going through routine and and just you know things don't really seem challenging and you're very comfortable yeah. over being over comfortable with the way things are um but when i i you have to understand and that's it goes back to giving yourself grace is uh um you know understanding that you don't need to be comfortable you can be a little bit uncomfortable you can have a little bit of pain um, because it's okay. You know, you don't have to be Mr. Perfect or Mrs. Perfect, or, um, you know, you are you, um, and like, it, it's just this constant growth that you'll always be growing for the rest of your life. And it's super interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I had that. I, yeah, that was I love that. I really, I really felt that, um,
2: you have to embrace I think that song.
1: Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead.
2: Go ahead. Colin.
1: Yeah. And I think that's really, um, you know, pertinent to the conversation of self grace because, um, recognizing that like in order to grow you must experience pain you must have you know things are like that's like necessarily like it's necessarily relative do you see what I'm saying what I'm trying to say is the natural state of things is um okay in order for eternity to exist imperman- impermanence must exist the natural state of The universe or God, as we understand, it is change. Um, The reason is because the same thing you said, why would you just want something to be static, you know, a straight, because then you couldn't really appreciate it. You couldn't really appreciate the positives. if, If it was just always this, there would be no happiness if your constant state was always happiness, because you don't have anything to, it's not relative to, do you see what I'm saying? It's not happiness. You're just always that you wouldn't even call it happiness. Do you see what I'm saying? Why did what we understand as God choose to have us experience things as this? It's because it's trying to realize itself. It's trying to understand It, it. Basically when we, when we're experiencing change, it's literally, you know, that's the that's the inherent nature of the universe now we've been taught a lot of things in terms of linear we think about a line like end, you know but actually eternity is circular you know what i'm saying with that being said things are necessarily impermanent things necessarily change and not so that you can reach some end goal
0: based off the beginning goal but more because things are more seasonal things change i would argue i would argue it's more of an infinity sign because you have the trunk going up like this and down like that remember we were talking before where you are in different spaces and it's kind of rotation around like we were talking about the the planet um that gives you that that, that yeah no i agree i agree
1: like it's more of an infinity sign because that's what infinity that's why infinity is that sign um but like i i meant yeah yeah in terms of thinking about like the way the universe operates, mm-hmm. I think it's it's helpful to think about like an infinity sign. With regard to things like time, I I I, I use the word circular just to challenge the linear imagination we yeah. we have. Um, and um, the reason why I bring that up is is I want to stay. I want to go back to that self grace point, which is just just recognize that like you know um, a lot of why we're so hard on ourselves, and this is coming from somebody who's really hard on himself. I just want to say that it's oh, not bro. somebody. Who's, who's saying things from like a higher place. I'm not, that's, that's not my intention. My intention is to actually communicate from experience because I'm very self-critical and I'm healing from that right now. Um, and I'm trying to work on that and to be aware of it. That's the most important thing. It's one thing that my therapist shared with me is like, I think a huge foundation to any healing is awareness. Just know, knowing what's happening. Um, And that's where grace can come in, you know? That's why God has unconditional love because God is aware of everything. God is awareness. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, God is awareness. So it's to say that like, why would a God judge you for something like, it's to say that like, the the, the, the very reason why, what is empathy? The reason why you're gonna have empathy with somebody is because you, what is empathy? It's because you know, you're like, damn, like, I know it's it's you, damn, you know what I'm saying? Because you know what they were, like that's real empathy is like, I feel you. Because you do, like you've been through that. That's why you could understand them. But we don't give ourselves self-empathy. Self-empathy is grace. Because you're like, I'm aware that I'm going through something. And from there it's like, okay, I understand that this is why I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing. And give yourself space. That's self-validation and radical acceptance. Is like, you know what? I understand I'm feeling this, this angry feeling right now, but like, why am I feeling this angry feeling? Because this thing wounded me and I know it wounded me. No one else, no one else can understand just quite how it wounded me as well as I can. So you are the the most qualified to actually validate yourself. Wow. The flaw of humanity in ego is that you seek things outside of yourself to create validation and understanding. When the person who can understand and validate you the most is you, it's internal, and through that validation comes grace, God, humility of the ego of who you think you need to be. You know, not acknowledging the pain, because you know, I'm not sure if I could curse or whatever. Like, I think, show, I think
2: we can. I think we can. We can curse, right, guys? I mean, this is. There are podcasts that That curse. We can curse.
1: People show up to their lives. <laughs> and you know fuck niggas show up in life you know i was waiting for it to come out yo niggas show up in neighbors life. hurt <laughs> neighbor <laughs> niggas show up in life hurt as fuck but you got an ego though you got you got you know you got the way to move i'm i'm mr smiles at work bro niggas like i'm a smiling nigga like, <laughs> let me tell you because I'm This is the
2: boondocks, to- y'all. This is the boondocks.
1: That's what this is. I, listen, <laughs> I'm trying to, I don't know if we're doing this, but I'm trying to express myself openly, bro. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, so like, I come to work and it's like, you know, people know me as, as a very friendly person. And, you know, that's cool and all, but at the same time, it's like, you gotta, I gotta recognize that like, it's wounds though. Like, I'm smiling, but I'm hurting too. You know what I'm saying? And like, I feel like that's the interesting thing about public healing is like, and, or, I don't know. I feel like I said something profound there and I, and I have to unpack it a little bit more. There's something there that I don't even fully see, but I said that like something about public healing is consistent with this notion of like, I'm smiling, but I'm hurting.
2: We wear the mask that grins and lies. I told you, I read that Paul Lawrence Dunbar poem, we wear the mask. And that one stanza, we wear the mask that grins and lies. Hold on, I'm literally gonna find the poem. Bro, I'm not read question. the whole thing, but that one part. Go I ahead. Have a
1: question: Is art public healing?
0: Art, I say so. It can be. Art it, is public. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go
2: ahead.
0: No, 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 no. You're. I, I, mean, think, you're
2: the... I don't think it is an act of public healing, but I think it is a symbol of public healing. Okay. It can it enter the public people. domain.
0: Because it, and it, it's the private domain until you release it, right? And it's it, and it becomes part of also a vessel for other people to heal from that art, right? Because people can resonate with that and see that, like I said, the per- power in another person resonating with you because they've gone through that struggle. And if I listen to you know Colin Cadet and he's singing about this you know pain he experienced, and I'm like, oh wow, this really resonated with me. That can help me heal. And that's why you listen to music when you're hurting. Um, right. And that helps you recover because you're like, okay, you know, this person made it through, now they're doing okay, you know, they've, I'm not alone, and kind of goes into that thing where you're not alone. Um, and so I, I think it's it's twofold, you know, there's, there's a purpose, it's for the artist to heal, they can use that, but also for the public um, to heal as well. Um, and so I think that's an interesting uh, juxtaposition you pulled up. Yeah, I think that... Um
1: all art has to come from an honest place. Like if it's real, if it's really like art, like it has to come from an honest place. And it's like, you know, I, I feel like, I don't know. There's something about, you know, you're telling the truth about how you feel. Isn't that public healing? Like, aren't you being public about your wounds? but like the way you're healing is through the expression. You have to confront wounds in order to actually overcome them. Art is a mechanism to confront the human experience, but make something else of it and then present it to the world to potentially elicit something else out of somebody. For me, that feels like public healing. I don't know, but I don't know. (laughs) I'm inspired by that thought because I recognize that like, I feel like I've healed with certain, I feel like I've witnessed, like when we think about the evolution of artists, it's like, we are watching their journey. We're watching what they've gone through. And I think the the frustration of celebrity per se is, I think that's why celebrities struggle so much is because it's like, I don't know. Ego operates a little bit different under celebrity because you got, you know, a construction of who people think you are. You know what I'm saying? versus like who you actually are
0: it it has to do with the the like the power and 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 this goes into like societal issues with just how their brand is what makes them money and how they have to in their being you know orchestrated from their agents their you know uh managers their you know circle to be a certain way and you can't show the public your vulnerable that you're vulnerable because then you get put off that pedestal that people have put up there to make you money. Um, so it, it's definitely hard, um, for a lot of those people that are, are out there that want to be just like human regular, but they have this weird demagogue pedestal that society has put on them. Um, but no, I agree. The, the rules are a little bit different, but it, the feelings are still there. Um, and those people have a lot of issues just with, um, a lot of pressure from their circles and the people they're with Hollywood's crazy bro like <laughs> it's really interesting cause oh, sure. I, I find that because like I don't know that's
1: something like that was that was elicited for me when we talk about the like public healing like I feel like like there are there are there are people that I've respected as artists who I feel like I've witnessed sort of yeah, yeah I don't know I feel like I don't think
2: I think Did, about it, it was like Kanye
1: has had a public healing Like Kanye had to tell us He had bipolar Like we've witnessed him Have manic episodes On the screen Do you see what I'm saying? Like I, if I had a manic episode At least I wasn't on TMZ Do you know what I'm saying? So my healing still gets To be a bit private You know to the to an extent Nobody If I go on Instagram Nobody saw my manic episode
2: mm-hmm.
1: Nobody n- n- Not everybody saw my manic episode For, So you know to what extent at anyways?
2: I think about it in terms of athletes too. Like what's going on with Naomi Osaka right now, her being fined $15,000 for refusing to go to speak to like the news, the, whatever, the media. That's crazy to me. She's said that she is depressed. She is clinically depressed. And that going in front of those cameras is derogatory. It does not help her healing process. It actually worsens it, it makes it so much worse. And then for her to be fined 15, not that she can't pay $15,000. That's not the point. Whether she could afford it or not. If they find her a dollar, I'm mad. Yeah. So you're going to find somebody for saying, I know how I heal best. What you are currently subjecting to does not help me heal. Yeah. It's already hard enough for me to wrap around the idea that I need to heal in the first place. But now you're going to do this extra thing of finding me and making it so public.
1: Right.
2: Which is insane to me. Wow. And now, and you see all these celebrities, excuse me, well, yeah, athletes are celebrities, um, Mm -hmm. coming out of the woodwork in support of her. So many of them saying, we have your back. What you're doing is brave. We wish we did the same thing. Like, you see Steph Curry came out in support. Serena Williams came out in support. There's some others that I'm going to be honest, guys, like... Athletic stuff's not like my forte um, in terms of like knowing their names. But there are a couple others that came out that I don't know the names of that were like, that is, that's that's the shit, I love that. That's so I think to myself, even in the moments where it might not have gotten to that point of having been able to become humiliating as it was for, as I assume it was for Kanye, having that complete manic episode on TMZ. Oh, like Naomi wasn't in front of the cameras. She stopped that from being able to happen. But the fact that that was even something that had the opportunity to happen to me is insane. It was being forced on her. It's something I've been thinking about a lot.
1: Wow, like the fact that they actually charged her $15,000 just because she (laughs) took space for herself and realized that this would have worsened her state. It goes back to what Sky was saying, because as a celebrity, there is a... Uh, you know, there's a financial incentivization to participate in the construct of an ego. Yes. You know, if there's a financial incentivization and uh, to to be something else. And that's like these notions of selling your soul, per se, of just like, you know, I I, I don't know. I don't want to get too far in that. But it's just to say that, like, I think that's why we see child stars suffer and struggle, because, you know, you got all these kids worldwide who think they know who you are. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you don't even know who you are. You're 11 years old. Like you haven't dealt with life yet. So you're trying to figure out who you are, but you got fans who like expect you to be something and you're, right. you don't know who you are yet. I think that's really detrimental. You know what I'm saying? I'm really, Absolutely. In, like, I think celebrity does a lot to, and I'm not, I'm not here to talk necessarily about celebrity, but I think it's a create, it's an interesting tool to use to start thinking about these thought, these, you know, comp, these, these uh notions of um, healing and and public healing, you I mean, I feel,
0: yeah. No, I would say you 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 go right into individuals, or Like I was looking back at like pictures of like like uh, of us in college, right? Like four years ago, totally different person, right? Like yeah. it's crazy how much you've changed, and we have that ability to change and not be judged, you know? Everyone's yeah. in that natural progression, but with people that are already in the spotlight and already have this expectation of who they are, like yeah. I, you want to hear a funny story? My mom because just because Drake Bell was in the news but Drake and Josh when when Josh lost all that weight and stuff my mom's yeah. like they switched the kid out like that's not the kid anymore I'm like no like, I'm like he grew up he changed but like that's how people see like they're yeah. like okay he's that little you know short fat kid that was funny yeah. no like people grow and evolve and if you are in the spotlight and you're you're the rock and you are supposed to be you know this big muscle bound dude imagine he lost all his weight like he's just like skinny whatever I don't want to work out anymore like people have this image and and it's from 10 years ago um but that's not who that person is anymore and so once you mess that up it messes up their bag and people get mad and and then you internalize that as a regular person and like oh if I don't if I show weakness or I show that I'm not really interested in this anymore, or I, or I need time away from work or my friends or school, you know, to heal and, and get through something, um, you might be ostracized. And so there's yes. like, there's like a lot of that built up and, and it's just, we see it, you know, celebrities is just such a good example because we mm. can see that like physically yeah.
2: agree. happen. Because if you think about it, celebrities I think are an excellent group to study for these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I say it because, because they exist in the public eye, their issues are that much more like um, yeah. what's it called? Not Mag- magnetized. What's the Magnified? word?
1: Magnified? Ampl- sure, Amplified. Magnified. Sure, I'll take
2: that. Thank yeah. you. Amplified. So it works for the layperson as well. We're just looking more granularly. Yeah. So see how you know the version of ourselves that we are used to seeing, you know, by ourselves in the mirror, versus the version of myself that is met by the public, are two completely different people. And then because of that, you're being judged as you go through these different phases of life. So how Sky was just talking about how like, how we were, we were talking about how freshman year, we were completely different from how we were now yeah. and our changing process, we were judged. Whoever it was by, it might, might not have been, you know, crazy to the point of like, the ridiculousness that celebrities face, but we were judged in these little moments where like, I don't know, I'm trying to think. I have family, I have really close friends and girlfriends who like when they go home during the summer, uh, They're famous. Oh, oh, you gained weight. Oh, you lost weight. Like that's a minor. Well, it's not minor. It definitely gets into your head, but not to the point of like celebrities, whatever. You get what I'm saying? But it's still something that you're being judged for as you're going this yeah. changing. But metamorphosis of who you are with each new life cycle, whether it be over a week, over a month, over years, whatever. You're going to be judged.
1: Yeah, I find that really interesting. The one thing that came up for me as you were talking was this like thing, like this no, this notion, like Perception during healing. Like th- this notion of perception during healing. And that was what that brought for me was like social media and like like social media and like this notion of like, you know, even as we talked about, oh, I was completely different, you know, as a freshman and from who I am now. But like social media has created this weird dimension to our lives that didn't exist for people at one point, where like we get to update our life, like and be like, hey, this is how I am now. And it's like weird. But like before I get there I just wanted to talk a little bit on celebrity which is sort of this notion that it's like it's funny how we like it's crazy I think more than we realize mental health struggles are inherent to the like one human condition but you know particularly the celebrity experience more than we realize because the necessary state of humans is change and evolution but you as a celebrity have a construction of who you are Necessarily imposed upon you in order for you to make money. So, and I don't think we realize. Amy Winehouse, Juice World, Robin Williams, the list goes on and on and on and on. Demi Lovato, people are struggling. You know what I'm saying? Because people, you got perception. This is this could be you could do a thing about social media, or you can think before social media. People thinking they know who you are and you're constantly basing you, you don't give yourself a chance to heal internally and privately because you're basing your sense of self off of perception, which is an external validation. Celebrity is, is is like, you know, such that like, I feel like participating in celebrity becomes really hard to not participate in external validation. I think that's when we get to external like the conversation on external validation, when we start talking about healing. Uh, anyways when it comes to like social media to make that transition, I think that creates an interesting dimension in the lives of people that it didn't create before, especially young people um, who are at a place of necessary change. If you're 12 and 13 years old on social media, that's problematic because you're gonna eventually be 16. You're gonna eventually be 17. You see what I'm saying? And like now there's this component to your journey of growth where it's like all these 300 to 400 people, there's one kid who met me at campus seeing my post. And now you're thinking about perception of who you are as you're growing when most kids just become 15 and 16. You know what I'm saying? I'm The point that I'm making is like, there's this interesting conversation to be had around perception relative to a healing journey because I realized that like in order to he- truly heal, you must transcend past what others will think about you during the healing. And it's really difficult when when ego is, is, is sometimes like a very... Um, you know consistent ugh. i don't want to say ego is like a very necessary component of your life because like to an extent like you know it has a purpose like mind has a purpose but it's just saying that like like if you're a celebrity like person like ego you have to present in spaces you don't have to always be your truest self on camera you have to sometimes act a certain way on social media who you see on social media is a snapshot. It's not who the true person is. But the 13 year old hasn't made that realization yet. Not, in, not necessarily and not in many cases. So the, sometimes that 13 year old struggles at 16 and 17 because of that, do you see what I'm saying? When they were dealing with something that was natural, which was change, but this new dimension is created because while they were changing, they were thinking about how they will be received during their change, which isn't new necessarily. People have been thinking about how they'll be received during their change for a long time, but platforms have taken it to a different level. When we talk about celebrity, we talk about platforms. Now we all have platforms and we all get to change relative to the platforms that we engage with. What does that create for the healing? I'm interested by that, but that's just some of my thoughts.
0: So I would ask, how do we prevent ourselves from being hard on ourselves and and looking at that, you know. Social media and other people doing these things, and I'm like, you y'all traveling during a pandemic and, and right, doing all right. this stuff, and like living your best life. I'm like, how you got bread? Like, it's just like you have all these questions coming in. And you're like, well, I'm still f- dealing with stuff that happened during the pandemic and issues yeah. that came over there, and and it's like people, and this is what you're gonna see with the pandemic is the snap of like everyone. I saw videos of people in D.C. yesterday because everything opened up. I'm like, yo, y'all just switch it. Like, I saw something interesting on Twitter. It was like, are we not gonna mourn what happened? Like, w- mm-hmm. we're just moving on. We're so quick to move on, so fast paced, and no one gets time to heal.
1: Ooh! And I'm
0: like, what is going on? I'm like,
1: ah, that was real. Oh, that was I'm like real.
0: There's people in Peru, I was watching something in Peru, like, they don't have oxygen. Like, this stuff is still happening. We're in this oh kind of bubble. Oh, my gosh, that was powerful. And it's just it's just so interesting because I think a lot of people just suppress it. You know, we just suppress it. You see everyone else doing it. We're like, you know, I'm going to go out. Wow. This is how I heal. I'm going to heal by, you know, going out and having fun. And, like, yeah, people can do that. But is that really healing? And are you being a Is that a pressure from society? It's, You know, these are the questions I, I see when I'm just looking through this stuff. It's like...
2: I find that we're uniquely, that so we are uniquely selfish in our healing. Um, and what I mean by that is that we, once we're good, once we feel that we, once we perceive that we're fine, we assume that everyone's fine. Or at the very least, the lens that we're seeing everyone what like with is just so much, it's just showing them through this rosy picture, right? Like we're good. You, you should be good too. Like, I'm sure you're fine. Like I'm sure that the media is just being like super dramatic as it always is. And we put on whatever lens we have to in order to get through our own healing. And I find that that is extremely selfish. But at times, it's all, but the thing is, that's what we talked about before with survival, right? How we go in survival mode. It's a survival mechanism where you are, you have to see it through those rosy pictures so that you can get through it. There are people out there who, with this pandemic, were forced into being, Alone, and I mean alone as in lonely, not alone as in just, oh, I'm loving my own space. Like lonely, lonely people. And when you have not been accustomed to that before, at the very least, if you have never been put in that position before where you have had to wrestle with your own loneliness, it is something that you crave to dig yourself out of. So the minute you get that opportunity to get out there and go and do something that is the opposite of what you've been facing this entire time, Damn everyone else to hell. Like I'm healed, I'm gonna be selfish and I'm gonna go and do this. And I find it's very, it very much tends to be that way. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to make an excuse for people, but I do understand, even though I don't empathize.
1: This is mad interesting, bro. I ain't gonna sit here and hold you. Man, I got a couple thoughts. So the one thing you said, which was like this notion of like, well, all right, a couple, here. So here's, here's some of my thoughts is like, I think that like self healing is necessarily selfish. And I also believe that if you truly healed, when you return, like when you engage with the world, a truly healed person can recognize hurt. More, do you see what I'm saying? A truly healed person can recognize hurt more than ever. Do you see what I'm saying?
2: Is it hurt that they have injured themselves that they can, they can empathize with, or hurt in general?
1: If you so haven't if you healed, it. What I'm saying is like. You have to in order to show others love, which is sort of what you're in reference to, you know, being able to empathize with others and not being selfish, right? Showing others love. You got to show yourself love first. But if you've shown yourself love, then you are aware of like what you've gone through and you can therefore have outward awareness towards what others are going through. Which means that like in order to truly altruistically be there for others, you have to first be there for yourself those who are selfish and are not able to see others pain because they're not seeing their own. They are deluding themselves. Your point of I've been experiencing so much loneliness. I'm going to go outside because now I can. And now I'm so happy that I can't recognize that there's grief is because you haven't actually dealt with your own grief. That's somebody who has actually dealt with their own grief. You know, they had to at that time be selfish in order to thereafter not be selfish and, and be able to see other people's grief. Um, I want to say that, like, it's an interesting thought we talk about, which is this, like, loneliness. Something that I've been dealing with. It's just like, you know, I think that's been pronounced for so many this past year. Um, and I think that loneliness is uh, all forms of suffer- of pain are, uh, you know, are lessons to ourselves. I, you know, it's some, I'm thankful for all of the different, you know, hard experiences that I've gone through because they've given me, you know, information. They're 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 um, there are ways for me to understand myself. You know, if I feel emotion, if I feel something, it's a way for me to understand myself. So if you're experiencing this feeling of loneliness because it's it's, uh, it's unearthing things that people don't want to deal with. So what we're talking about is we're talking about people literally being in a state of, of um, ign- what's the word? Ignoring or dilute, like there is something you know is there but you want nothing to do with. So you run and you escape from the feeling like if when you're alone, you have to sit with whatever it is that you haven't dealt with, which is like a really hard feeling when you when you're like not ready to deal with it. Um, so I just think it's really interesting because I feel like that's what has happened this past year, and I and I've been dealing with like, you know, trying to make my own company good company, and realizing that like, loneliness has nothing to do with like space. Like it's like I can be alone. I could feel lonely around all my friends. I you know I'm not gonna lie to you. I threw a barbecue um, last weekend wild who knows your boy throwing barbecues these days and it was dope but i threw a barbecue and i like you know i had a good time but i was like man i feel a little lonely because i wasn't experiencing what i really wanted which was like intimacy and vulnerability i'm just doing the same conversation i'm doing with friends we're vibing i'm, I'm a host so i can't really connect because i'm in host mode and i felt lonely and the same lonely that i would feel alone in my room it's because the difference between being alone and lonely you can be alone and not feel lonely you can be with others and feel lonely you know what I'm saying? This oh, sure. past year has put us in situations of loneliness because we've you know, been pushed to this place where we have to confront things that we aren't all ready to confront with. And now when the world opens, we're just like, all right, bet." I, I noticed that there were problems, but I'm not going to deal with those now. Let's go to like, you know, start living life again. And that's when the selfishness comes in because I think anybody who truly has confronted the issues is like able to really understand, you know, the true nature of the pain that those issues can bring. Um, and I think that the, the, the beautiful, while this pandemic has been very hard and it's created collective trauma, it's also, you know, it's the, the underpinning of it's just how connected we all are. Um, and the fact that it's giving us a collective opportunity of healing, collective trauma is also the opportunity of collective healing, which is what I see is the blessing that God has bestowed upon us when it comes to this time. I lost my grandma, like, don't, I, this was hard. If, you know what I'm saying? But it gives us an opportunity to, you know, also recognize the, the, what came up during this time and choose to heal. Is everybody going to make that choice? We're not sure, but at least we have this opportunity to collectively choose to try to move in a direction of, you know,
0: healing. Well, i think what you know, what came to mind when you were talking about loneliness and 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 what you're going on it reminds me of the importance of reflection in the process of healing right mm-hmm. and i was listening to a song yesterday it's called chamber reflection and like the is like only two verses um it's like some indie song but it's like spend some time away getting ready for the day you're born again spend some time alone understand that soon you'll run with better men alone again and then the other verses no use looking out it's within that it's within that brings that lonely feeling Understand that when you leave here, you'll be clear among the better men alone again. And so, you know, that was interesting because I'm like, you need to step away, be alone, reflect on what happened. And then, you, like you said, selfish, inherently selfish to heal a little bit. Um, but then you'll be better. You know, you'll be that better man or better woman or whatever. Um, and, you know, it's just like the, like the title of the song is Chamber Reflection. You're in this that chamber. By, who's that by? Is uh, that DeMarco? Back to Marco. I yeah, knew yeah, it, yeah. I knew it. That's so crazy because I was playing
1: that when I was hella lonely, but I wasn't even listening to the lyrics. Yo, it's crazy how, I'm sorry, it's like, bro, I'm telling you, bro, it's a deeper intelligence for real, bro. I'd be like drawn to
0: songs and I'm like, whoa. Like, you don't, songs, ah, oh, bro. Bro, like, that, that was you? like the third time he listened to that song and I actually listened to the, didn't the lyrics I what time. it was saying. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's like an indie song, but like, I was, and I like looked like, you know how the Spotify plays the lyrics. I'm like, wait, yo. (laughs) Oh, that's so wild. I was sitting there
1: on the bed feeling lonely and depressed at like 3 a.m. playing this Matt DeMarco. I was a little high, but you know, that helped me transcend a little bit, my dogs. I was sitting there like. And I'm just like, I'm sad as shit, but this also is dope. And I didn't realize that he was talking about loneliness on the song, bro. You'd be surprised what you naturally just are drawn to because your emotional, your spiritual system is drawing you to things that you need, but you're not even realizing what's really being said. And I that's didn't that, know
0: he was talking. He was saying that. But
1: and he that's was an expression
0: really- of art, bro. Like when you were saying about art and artists, you know, helping you heal. That, that's you know oh a great example. Oh
1: my gosh, bro. Oh my. I'm sorry. That just hit for bro. This, this is Louis Mines guy. bro? You spitting, bro? This is hit. They hit me, bro. I didn't know, wow. Mm. But I 100% agree with you. I think that like, you know, like I feel like most of the problems we deal with, Anyways, the best way to change the world is to start with yourself.
2: Wait, so then again, I couldn't hear you. Get closer to your mic.
1: Sorry, (laughs) I probably should be close to my mic. Hi guys.
2: Oh, whoa! What a difference in the sound. Okay. Keep going.
1: That's cool. <laughs> um, the, the best way to change the world is to, um, start with yourself.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. The way he's doing it is like how I grant like FaceTime my grandpa. And he's like, do you hear me now? I'm like, I can't <laughs> see you,
1: <laughs> you know?
2: But you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. And, you're absolutely and, right.
1: And I, I, I want to talk about some, some things that, you know, um, I I I uh, was listening to a song yesterday during my trail. I really like this song. It's on this playlist that I've created for myself. That's been really healing for me. And he says, "I want um want to change the world. Don't know where to begin." Um, I was fresh from a war, but it was internal, All right? And I was like, "Man, like the the you know to change the world, you need to you know um you got to start with you." And 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 there's another song by J Cole, which is "Call Change." Um. I know no, 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 let the pen glide, but the only real change comes from inside. There's another song called high for hours where he literally goes, he literally ends it at the end of the song. He's the first couple of verses. He's talking about like society, but he's like, it's going to start everything that we fought to change. It's going to happen again. If the people themselves did not change them. You know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a nature of humans that just, that just is egoic if you don't learn to transcend the ego, you know what I'm saying? My point is, um, In order to truly heal the world you need to heal yourself first the the same way that you can't love someone else if you haven't learned to love yourself it's it's these, these 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 things are the thing about spiritual truths are they actually are very simple you know what i'm saying but we operate from a place from a standpoint of mind and mind makes things complicated that really aren't you know um you cannot life in many cases is a mirror life is a mirror that's the nature of karma. Things are brought to you because your soul karma has to experience these things in order for it to move past and actually return to its not its most pure state, which is as which is source. You know, you have karma from past things that you have to experience. So you have to experience things right now. You know what I'm saying? In order for you to draw yourself out, you see what I'm saying? And you know, my point is. We all should just lean into that journey um, in order to truly heal the world. Because if we're trying to constantly like be externally poised when we haven't really worked internally, you're going to just unconsciously, subconsciously project internal lack of healing into your external pursuit of um, you know right. of absolutely. trying to be there of 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 healing one thing i talked about is like this the notions of valor and um absolutely
2: right you know
1: we talk we talk about batman <laughs> i love batman i think what's interesting about comics and storytelling generally is they're there's the mechanism under which we explain otherwise very complex truths um let's talk when we talk let's talk about batman batman is an, a great example of what i'm talking about batman Necessarily, he—he's literally—he's—he's he's projecting his lack of healing into his crusade. He necessarily projects his lack of healing into his crusade. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. This notion of I'm seeking vengeance, I'm—I'm—I'm trying. He literally is—is is grieving. His—he's in grief. So he's trying to save the city. Do you see what I'm saying?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But he's actually projecting his own grief which continues the cycle. That's why he says that like the the, the notion of the dark knight is that like the hero becomes the villain. Do you see what I'm saying? Because if you haven't actually addressed these things that like you want to use to fight and help the world, you become you the way that you're, you're meeting the world. If you haven't healed is necessarily projection. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It's hard to, I, I, I sort of feel like you're following me
2: I absolutely am
1: Batman's whole crusade is projection He is way more similar to his villain than to his like enemies than, than we than he that's the beauty of that storytelling Batman and Joker are metaphors. they're metaphors they're the same there's they're two sides of the same coin Batman just happens to be the guy who's unhealed who thinks he's he's righteously unhealed that's like the that's the world like America is like righteously, un- they're thinking they're helping the world. Meanwhile, do you see what I'm saying? Righteously unhealed. He thinks he's helping other people, but you're just projecting on those other people. America's going into other, let's talk about the CIA in like the 70s and the 80s. You're trying to like, try to impose democracy on the world. You have no idea. you see what I'm saying? Let's talk about America. Have you healed America? What are you doing at home before you go outside of yourself to try to be righteous? You feel me? Batman and the Joker are two sides of the same coin. He's way more similar to his enemies than he realized because it's, it's
2: unconscious. That was deep and he just preached and we're gonna have like, I can't wait for people to start like commenting on stuff because I feel like that, that's a whole clip right there. That's a clip. Oh my God. That's such an excellent Met, like not metaphor but example to use oh my god I'm so, I, I, I love Batman like y'all be thinking it's comics
1: I love comics but because it really communicates some real truths that's a, why we've had mythology for years it's the way that humans were using ways to communicate complex truths you know what I'm saying
0: so wow. through art through art bro <laughs> through art, yeah i go through art, art. no genuinely <laughs> yeah
2: wow wait has anybody been timing us yeah, we
0: got, we got like five more minutes. Oh, cool.
2: That was amazing. <laughs> I'm So that like really hit me, y'all. <laughs> like I'm super into comics too, but I had never thought of that. I always thought of him as, a, as like toxic masculinity, but I didn't think about that side of things. And no wonder he's toxic. He's projecting. He's not healed. Yeah. And yeah. that's what this toxic masculinity is, is. You're coming from men that are not healed and yeah, don't even I'll, know they need to be. I'll right? Like, sleep. It leads
1: to him. Yeah
2: righteously unhealed i love that yeah i wrote that down
1: yeah i mean i didn't
2: scan a t-shirt
1: <laughs> yeah man um you know I, I one thing for me is i've had to be careful in my own intentions to help others that i am like first making sure that i'm healed like, like you have to like because that way helping does not become ego inflation do you see what i'm saying If I haven't actually met myself from my place of healing, I'm going to these things to compensate for the lack of healing, and therefore I'm inflating my ego and projecting my pain onto the very thing that I'm trying to fix.
0: Yeah, it's like an incomplete job, you know, of yourself, and you're trying to, and this is what happens with relationships. Which which means you become the villain! Sorry, go ahead. I am saying like, even, like, personal relationships or, like, romantic relationships, people try to find that piece that's missing from them, right? Instead Mm -hmm. of going and addressing that piece, they want to find something that connects them to, Fill yeah. that void they have, mm-hmm. um, where that's not healthy. You know that that's yeah. just gonna. You become the villain in the relationship. Exactly. And this goes and this goes into the that thing of like people that are likable and people that um, you hate and so, mm. uh, or you dislike. So there's a like likability, dislike, and it's like uh uh was like like a trough or like you mm. have, hate and love really close to each other. On top of that, like parabola. Yeah. and yeah. you can go. You love someone, but it's so much easier to hate them um, than you realize because. Yeah they're close in relation to like you said two sides of the same coin um yeah. and so as soon as you you know if, if you don't if you let it go on too long and you don't address those problems that person becomes someone you hate um yeah. and that's what you even see with the people in public life you see with your president you literally yeah. love this person and all of a sudden you hate them because yeah. you know they're on this pedestal um and if you do any your, your relationships it, it's the same yeah. uh problem
1: I totally agree. Uh, I'm so glad you brought that up too. That's something that I was, I literally was learning about yesterday and it's and it was really profound for me. I knew it already, but like it was articulated to me by way of what I was reading yesterday and it was just really powerful. And, you know, Eckhart talks about it as love-hate relationships and that like, you know, love is like the strong, is one is you know, Cole, J Cole said it on KOD. Love is like the strongest drug. Like romantic love is like this notion of like fault, like being in love is like a drug and it's like, it's like a mechanism many that that's used for filling voids and it's like a lot of times in relationships you you actually are come that's why relationships are very educational because you come to grips so closely with your own your own
0: un, your like unhealedness and because, like, you're like yeah it's it's the problem is that they don't love themselves exactly right? you in and, order to sorry go ahead and then you end up hating yourself because it's so close in, in, in relation because and, sorry go ahead no, 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 yeah, saying, Like you said, it's the strongest drug and you are looking for that person to fill that, but go ahead. And life is a mirror. Mm-hmm. Life is a mirror. If
1: you don't love yourself, the thing that you love, you'll hate. Do mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? The only way to truly love something is if you've learned to truly love. You can't love anything unless you started inwardly first. Everything as within, so without. Life is a mirror. You cannot actually love at outwardly if you have not learned to love inwardly. Otherwise, it will necessarily lead to cycles of your unhealedness showing itself up in the thing that you think you, like, fully love. But you have to learn to inwardly truly love and release, surrender to all that is already there. Love is already there for you all the time if you just learn to surrender. That's one thing I'm working on, you know, into just sort of feeling love, which is God, however you understand it, and then you can truly love others. And it's not this love hate, you know, drug like love, but it's like, man, like I'm actually, I really understand and can appreciate what's in front of me because I love me, and I'm not afraid, egoically, of like being, you know, of losing this this mind based thing thought of who I am, you know.
2: I find that also to be righteously unhealed is to exhibit certain narcissistic traits. And I don't want to say a narcissist because I truly, truly believe that to be a narcissist is an actual mental illness that like it's an identity marker, I feel. Um, but there are narcissistic qualities or traits that are exhibited in those that are righteously unhealed.
1: But
2: mm-hmm. you said really hit a chord. So I know people like that in my life who are projecting mm-hmm. their own pains without realizing it. They're, they're oozing it yeah losing it and then mad at you when you put that mirror in front of them
1: yeah yeah totally totally agree totally agree um so yeah i uh do we want to but yeah yeah, i i uh i totally agree with you um there is um yeah i totally agree i I had more yeah
0: yeah,
2: you need to put your your ego you need to be you need to wrestle with yourself to put your ego down so that you can accept the assistance of you know divine assistance of grace yeah. to embrace the vulnerability necessary to manifest the intimacy that you need in order to heal publicly. Woo! Not the thesis statement! Oh oh, oh. Jeez. you stay popping me up. I'm here just like yep, that's the
1: sentence. Oh you, that was a you did it. Like you put, whoa, that's how I know you you educated. That was, not to say not being educated don't mean you could do dope shit like that, but I ain't gonna hold you. We appreciate, the that was dope. Like that was, woo.
0: Drop the mic. He
2: cracks me up. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the 2721 Club. Make sure to subscribe to hear more episodes and give us your reviews. Follow us on all major streaming platforms along with Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube.
1: I said it's over, I'm no longer gonna be a soldier, we will never let you take us over, I said it's over, I'm not even looking for no closure, waking up my people like soldiers, I said it's over.